Uh, everything's under control. Situation normal. What happened? Uh, had a slight weapons malfunction, but uh, everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? We're sending a squad up. Uh, uh, negative, negative. We have a, a reactor leak here uh, now. Give us a few minutes to lock it down. Uh, large leak, very dangerous. Who is this? What's your operating number? Boring uh, conversation anyway. Welcome, everybody, to Back in My Day. My name's David Petrangelo, and uh, this week we have our, the three of us back together again, our uh, not-so-stereotypical millennials. I know you guys can't see me on the mic, on the uh, camera, but I can see you. We're doing a live recording this time. We tried it before, and it seemed to work out, so now it's the three of us. Um, first, uh, I guess, how's everybody doing? Mike, let's start with you. Oh, doing great, man. Yeah, everything's good. Everyone's safe um other than that it's same old same old and yeah. uh wearing our masks and trying to distance and still living through the pandemic feels like it's never gonna end but um all things considered i think we're doing okay Ian, yourself yeah i was gonna say pretty much the same thing business as usual and we're uh we're all safe and sound so good. we're good we're good over here good. we're all good, good now here uh how are you <laughs> uh, how are you? <laughs> oh, that's perfect. How have we not used that yet? That's great. Seriously. <laughs> um, to answer that question, though, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> same old, um, which is good because same old, uh, the spider thing is is still an improvement. So, um, and uh, I guess you know, I'm gonna Mike. I'm just I'm not gonna beat around the bush. You're the ideas man again. What are we uh, What are we chatting about today? <laughs> Uh, well, something that was in the news last week that sort of uh, pertains to the back of my day spirit and um, retro kind of news that we look at and how it relates to the news today is that there's going to be a Powerpuff Girls live action TV show on the CW. I know that's not like totally, it's a bit um, out of our age range, that show. I don't know if you guys caught some of it in the like late 90s when you're still young enough, but um I thought what would be fun thing to do would be to talk about what show, what cartoon show from our childhood we would like to see made in live action. Now they're doing Powerpuff Girls and they've done like uh, Riverdale and Archie comics. Um, you know, this seems like a new trend that they're doing where they're taking like cartoons and making them live action series. So yeah, just an idea I had of if you could pick one, what, what cartoon from your childhood would you make, would you want to see made? as live action yeah and i guess um you say that i didn't even think about it until you said the trend but i think it goes back to all the talk that we've had about uh about all the disney movies right i think right. that that's probably where they got the idea from i mean i'm sure the ideas were sort of percolating anyway but i guess they've been so damn successful that uh why not give it a shot and powerpuff girls is huge and has been huge for a long time so very recognizable and even though maybe we personally I mean, I personally haven't really watched it all that much at all. It's, it's not like I don't know what it is or how big it is. Or I would assume that it would be do fairly well if they cast it correctly. But um, do we know anything about how they're going to do it? Like, did they say that it's... Or are they just sort of announced that they're, that they're talking about it? Is that kind of what it is so far? 
Uh, no, they're going to do it. Greg Berlanti is going to produce it. He's okay. the one that produces all the like DC CW verse. Oh, so okay. he's used okay. to taking like cartoony ideas and making them live action. And I think Diablo Cody, the Juno yep. writer, is also working on it. So it's going to have that kind of. Oh, now that makes me more interested. Uh, that makes me more interested. I like her stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting because they have a it has a weird art style, like a unique art art style. So it's it's going to be odd seeing them look like people like the proper proportions because they kind of look like like babies almost i don't know yeah it's sort of anime style and stuff it's the same it's the same style as like dexter's lab right it's the same type of animation yeah the big eyes and the small bodies and so yeah it'll be interesting um see what they do with it Um, i don't know if i'll watch it but yeah interesting news <laughs> we'll, we'll see what what kind of news more news as it comes out or what it looks like or something like you said might actually make a big difference um ian you got any any bright ideas what would you want to reboot i mean yeah <laughs> it would be cool to see what comes out of that i wasn't a huge powerpuff girls guy so it, it, there's no nostalgia in it really for me but uh it'd be cool to see what they do but it, it does bring an interesting topic and i like mike's idea because you know, when you look at some of our favorites from when we did the episode on the animated cartoons, like our top cartoons, a lot of them which are already was, based on which live was, action. by the way, by the way, because I just noticed this, was basically one year ago that we did that, even though it feels oh. like it was only a couple months ago. There you go. <laughs> but anyone wants to hear that, we had, what, five of us in there, and we had, I think it's episode 30-something, uh... And we had 35 our favorite, or 34, one of those. Yeah, exactly. We had that's when we could do everything in person. There was five of us in one large audio booth. Like it was, um, yeah, and our favorite Saturday, the good old days, exactly. Um, anyways, I cut you off. So, uh, well, no, just to say that uh, a lot of the ones that we chose ended up being based off of live action. So it's, it, it poses for a different or more interesting list having this kind of what would we like to see adapted to live action because that's a bit of a different story, right? Yeah, like and sure. we're not talking our favorites like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or the real Ghostbusters because that's already been done. So mm-hmm. we're we're looking at like other shows, and um, I think something that even that has been done on the big screen, like GI Joe's, could be something that that could really oh, work. Oh yeah, that could be a good show. Um, you know, GI Joe uh, or like something like Dino Riders. Do you remember that one? Dino Riders. Yeah, my God. Now I do. Now that you say it, but I completely forgot about that. Yeah, like all those like ones had a gimmick, and it was all for selling toys. But if you were to reimagine it, because when I think about the Powerpuff Girls, I think of them doing something similar to like Riverdale, right? Mm-hmm. Something like Archie, but not the way you remember from the comics. Yeah. Uh, so it's like Powerpuff Girls, but like modern and edgy, and that kind of stuff. I don't, I don't know if that's the route they're going to go, but they're obviously going to do something different to bring it to mm-hmm. live action, right? Right. Right. So when it comes to some of our favorite cartoons. I don't know. I'd, yeah, G.I. Joe, maybe, or um, you know what? The Beast Wars series. Beast Wars? Oh, that's your pick, Beast Wars? That's Transformers, Beast Wars. Yeah, that, that, that's what I'm starting with here. So they're like the animals are like CG, or they're like real animals, and then the people. Well, I guess have real yeah, I guess people. it would be a bit of a high budget because you'd have to have those transformers, but you'd have like a live action. It'd be it similar, be like uh, the Lion King live action, where it's like actually all made in the computer, but it looks photo real. 
Right, right. That yeah, but crazy. you'd have you'd you'd have human characters as well, though. So I guess so, but there were no humans in Beast Wars, the show. So oh yeah, no, um, you're right, you're right. No, it could just they be could, similar to yeah. Lion King, but way yeah. better. Literally. Yeah, but be but better with robots. <laughs> but with yeah, robots, <laughs> imagine animation and graphics as good as Lion King, then they turned into robots. That would be crazy, man. That's actually like I want to see that. If awesome. if Simba if Simba turned into a robot, he definitely would have been able to save his dad. Yeah, <laughs> oh. <laughs> he went there. <laughs> he would have been able to dive into that pit and save his dad. <laughs> uh, Maybe my, I have like one or two more, but like they're a bit of a doozy, so I'll pass it off. Yeah, my my uh, that that kind of actually flows a little bit into my idea. Actually, is because um, similarly with with the animation from uh, from Beast Wars, very similar type of look. Is um, a show that I think was mostly big in Canada, but I think made its rounds in the U.S. as well. But um, classic for any Canadian listeners or viewers is YTV. You guys might know where I'm going. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's Reboot. They say the user lives outside the net and inputs games for pleasure. No one knows for sure, but I intend to find out. Reboot! Hell yeah. yeah. It's gotta be and Reboot. Isn't there a live-action reboot? It's a good though? choice. Someone well, I, I steered there? away from that one because of the yeah. fact that there is a live-action series yeah. and it's like not the best. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. It yeah, was clearly made for before. kids. But at the same time, I think you have the right idea. Like If you try to reimagine it, you know, in a modern sort of like an HBO Max kind of series, that'd be cool. Yeah, I think that's that's what I'm going for is that it's more like because, yeah, OK, sure. The, the original was still a kid's show. Right. And it was fully animated and everything. And, you know, they did what they could with the animation. But it, it's there's if you were to take it in a slightly more serious tone, not lose the fun part of it, but. You know, you take it in a slightly more serious tone and it could be in, I don't know, I can't remember when the show took place. I don't even know if they gave it a year or anything. But the but the sort of mini remake show that they did that you're talking about that's definitely more geared towards younger kids was like current day or slightly into the future. And then, you know, kids in, I don't know what it was, middle school or something like that. If they were sort of the same age, maybe it's a family as opposed to, it doesn't have to be the exact same types of characters, but just the same idea I don't need to see the exact, I don't need to see Enzo. I don't need to see the exact same characters. But just as a kid, that idea of not totally understanding how computers work and the fact that they were battling inside the mainframe, they were battling inside, you know, uh, viruses that were in a computer and everything. It was just such a cool way to reimagine something that was way more primitive than it even is now. So they could actually even explore bigger ideas if you want to talk about what's in technology or what's in a computer or any of that stuff. So I think if they took it, it doesn't have to be super serious. It doesn't have to be Game of Thrones or anything, but it doesn't even have to be an HBO type budget, but something in between even would really work. And I think that would be like, I oh, I would just, I'd watch it in a second. Yeah, no, that's a great idea. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sort of trying to picture like a wreck, like a live action Wreck-It Ralph style, but with reboot theme. That kind of movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That kind of idea a little bit. And I think actually bringing a little bit more seriousness to it, um, you know, it doesn't have to be gory or anything or anything crazy violent, but something about more serious themes or, or adult themes or something might actually help it. 
um, instead of just keeping it for just kids. Um, anyways, that's the first one I thought of because I just loved that show growing up. So it's a good choice. What does Nintendo Power right. have to offer? I, I got a good one. This is a, this would make a great live action show. Uh, Gargoyles. One thousand years ago, superstition and the sword ruled. It was a time of darkness. It was a world of fear. It was the age of gargoyles. Stone by day, warriors by night. We were betrayed by the humans we had sworn to protect, frozen in stone by a magic spell for a thousand years. And it's owned by Disney. And it could be That's around a Disney great, Plus. Oh, great yeah. Uh, you could use practical effects to, for the gargoyles, like a mix of practical and CG. I wouldn't want to see all CG. I'd want to stick a mix of practical, kind of how Star Wars does it, and make them look like really creepy, like realistic looking gargoyles. That would be awesome. And there's humans in, in the show. And yeah, I just like that was the first one I thought of that. I know like the creator of the show has been wanting it to come back. I know there was a rumor of a live action movie. So, but all these things are just rumors and just rumblings. So maybe uh, something that could be realistic would be like a Disney plus show live action with, for, yeah. with gargoyles. Awesome. I think a gargoyles series could be badass for sure. And it's got nostalgia. Um, it's it seems like everything else is coming back. Yeah. So it feels like it's going to come back. And I, that's just something I can see happening and something that I would like, check out right away if it was on disney plus yeah, yeah i think that could work and then and, and they could i mean i know that it was um now i'm gonna forget because i haven't watched it in so long and i know we talked about this only a couple months ago but mm-hmm. did they did they place the cartoon in an actual place or was it sort of just a recreation of i'm trying to think because what, what i'm getting at is they could put it in france or italy or wherever they want to sort of make this one take place kind of thing it doesn't have to be mm-hmm. the exact same thing but seeing real locations is you know showing you like real amazing architecture from three four hundred years ago that still stands would be even cooler, I think if, right? if i remember correctly i think the gargoyles all came from scotland but i think like they brought the statues to america that's right and the statues come alive at night that's so right yeah you could bring the statues like anywhere or they could be statues from different countries, not Scotland. That's right. Got some, like, yeah, there you go. Uh, Get some education Egyptian in there. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever. I don't know. Like, whatever. Right? Like, they bring in one from, like, six different countries, and it's like, yeah. that's the team. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. You could expand the, like, universe. And, like, oh, yeah, they, they, they could travel to different countries, and then the gargoyles in that country come to life. And they're like... Yeah. Yeah, that would be man, that'd be awesome. I mean, we we just keep adding to the budget of whatever <laughs> yeah. this show might be, but still, <laughs> we're just gonna go all over the world each episode. <laughs> but that's another one too, where um, because of how dark it is, or or was in in the show mm-hmm. and stuff. I mean, literally how dark it was because it was at night pretty much all the time. Um, they could make it a little bit more adult, I think, mm-hmm. and it would be pretty cool. They could actually do a good job. I mean, if it's Disney, they're not gonna go crazy with it, but similar to maybe a mandalorian feel something that sort of um uh, feeling maybe not the themes necessarily but that feeling of that show is more adult than i think some of the movies and especially the tv shows that they've had so maybe a feel like that would could really work for gargoyles i think yeah because you want to get the demographic of the people who watched it as kids and are adult now so that's what you want to go for so that would be a smart smart way to do it Make it a bit more adult. Don't make it for the kids. 
Yeah. I don't know what it is, right? Yeah, but don't want to scare them away either at the same time yeah. because understandably so, they want to keep that going. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Ian, you had a couple yeah. more on your list. What else did you Yeah, have? you know, and then I'm getting into some obvious territory here that has been attempted on the big screen. But if we're going to go with like a live action series, I think we're getting to the point now where you can pretty much adapt anything and it be like sort of we're, we're at the level that we can do um, really good special effects on a, like a sort of a darker series uh, or a dramatic series. And so I think uh, Dragon Ball Z is, is ripe. Oh my God. We're, we're there. Awesome. Oh, because yes. you know, you got stuff like uh, Wu Assassins, right? When you see like stuff like Wu Assassins, like you can see that something like that that's focused on martial arts can be done. Uh, it just needs to be done properly and with like the right passion. So that would be crazy. Uh, yeah, yeah, Dragon Ball Z. That, that would be my next choice for sure. That yeah. would be cool. They could really, I mean, everyone could be, uh, you know, you could just do real people for the most part. You could do yeah. real actors and everything, but that technology can, could really, the technology now could go a long way. Yeah. And you can slow roll the world building and stuff. You can, you can build it up from, you know, a more real, realistic, grounded setting and then kind of add in and escalate as you go. That kind of stuff. So, man, seeing seeing those, I mean, I'm not a huge. I know Mike, you're a massive Dragon Ball fan for sure, and like mm. you said, Jordan is as well. Um, but uh, even though I'm not a huge fan of it or anything, seeing those fight scenes, especially just recreated with crazy technology and 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 real people and stuff, is like, okay, I think I, I think I could get behind that as long as it doesn't look, you know, super cheesy or corny. There's something maybe I'm being too picky, but like I don't know. I think it'd be kind of cool to see them done that way yeah would be um, yeah yeah so okay so we got beast wars we got reboot we got dragon ball z um we have gargoyles. powerpuff girls uh and uh and gargoyles yeah gargoyles yes let's uh let's keep the lineup going why not <laughs> that's it um okay those are our um like we oh, said I'll with throw the one in uh, one yeah, last yeah. one because wife power mentioned to me that if Please. she could have one it would be sailor moon I think there was like a. You know what? I almost said that one. Yeah, there has yeah. been a Sailor Moon one, but it wasn't. It wasn't like uh, in English. So we're thinking like maybe an English or American like oh. CW type Sailor Moon live action would be crazy. Yeah, um, never thought of that. That would actually be a similar thing too, because it's anime like Dragon yeah. Ball Z. So it would have a, maybe a similar feel to it. And that would, actually, they could do a lot of cool stuff with that. That's a good good idea. Damn. Yeah. I was, you know, Dragon Ball Z was my choice, but I was, I was almost gonna go with like the '92 X Men series, and just be like, yeah, reboot the series and do it with this, you know, oh, oh man, like the right <laughs> characters and the right color yeah. scheme and all that. Yeah, or just keep that color scheme. <laughs> yeah, I think it's better than the movies X Men. I don't know. Yeah, it it works. It works the way. I mean, for what well, we always say, how they use the best stories for that. That animated yeah. series, right? So if you brought that to like a live action series, I think it could be really cool. But obviously, yeah. we're never gonna see something like that. Yeah, yeah I know. X Men live action series has been like kind of meh. Yeah, so they've yeah. tried it before. Like they they gave it a shot, right? Like gifted, yes. We'll see. We'll see where the movies go. That's what we have to keep watching out for. So I guess that's just the way it yeah. is now. So. I think it's gonna be a little while. 
Yeah, but, now Wave series would be a cool thing to see because I don't yeah. think they're coming in the movies anytime soon. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, okay, guys. Uh, we're like we did with our uh, our reboot movie ideas. We'll take these we'll take these ideas to the the one executive that uh, approves all shows mm-hmm. and movies. Yep. And uh, maybe in a couple of years we'll we'll see our all our stuff on Disney Plus or or DC or whatever whoever wants to <laughs> take our ideas. <laughs> Or wherever these rights are right now, I have no idea. Aside from gargoyles, it's like where are all these things now? Yeah, <laughs> um, I have no idea where reboot would be. Um, all right, awesome. So, what I want to get to now is uh, a couple of things that we've been watching and playing. We haven't checked in on that for the last uh, few weeks, but um, is uh, I, I guess I'll start a couple of things that I've uh, I've been playing. Not a lot of old stuff, mostly actually newer things. Um, but uh, I did continue playing control i know i mentioned this uh a few weeks or a few months back when i was playing it it's a game from last year and all the dlc finished coming out now so the most recent one i actually i guess i did prepare to play for this one which is like i did my homework to prepare for a dlc for a game which is just weird just i'm crazy um so i played alan wake and finished it so I finished playing Alan Wake from 2010, I believe it was, because it's made by the same company that makes Control, and the last DLC in Control connects the two games together. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I played Alan Wake at like when it came out 10 years ago, 9 years ago or something when I played it. I barely remembered it. I do remember liking it. It's sort of like a creepy thriller type type game. Yeah, I remember um, you mentioning it in a previous episode. Yeah, yeah. So I finally finished it. I was playing it in bits and pieces. And uh, still a great game. Still super fun. It's still, it feels a little bit dated. Obviously, it's 10 years old. But definitely something that is not dated enough that you can't play it or anything. The storytelling is really cool. And without giving it away, they connect. And I'm not finished the DLC yet, but I think I'm close. They connect that crazy Stephen King-type world of... Alan Wake into Control, which is a very futuristic sci-fi type of world. And um, it is really, it's so mind-bending how the story and Control in general, and now that they've connected this previous game from 10 years ago into this new one and kind of made sense of it is interesting enough in itself on top of the fact that the game itself is just awesome. So um, if anyone is playing Control or has it sitting on their Steam shelf and they haven't played it yet because it just was on a Steam sale. And it. The DLC is totally worth it, especially um, especially the first one, too. So far, the first DLC was really good. This is the second one. Highly recommend Control. Highly recommend Alan Wake as well. Um, and uh, if you want to connect the two, I, I, I recommend what I did. It takes some time, but I would play Alan Wake and then get to this one. But um, that's what I played, and I'm still hacking away at the team's uh, an NBA jam. So I have a couple more teams left. I'll keep going at that. And uh, that's kind of it, I think, for the most part. I don't know that I've played a whole lot just yet. So, yeah, I don't know. What about you guys? Anything that's cool stands out that you guys uh, that you guys played in the last, uh, I guess, few weeks? Um, well, in addition to the Warzone, which never, never seems to leave my side, um, it'd be Warzone and then dabble a little bit in Horizon Zero Dawn as I was before. But mainly, uh, just on the side, I've been playing uh, a game that's on Steam and I believe it's also free on mobile and it has crossplay. And that's Among Us. Have you guys heard of this? I no. just saw this the other day and 
it all it popped up on my phone as like a recommendation or whatever. Um, so yeah. it's crossplay with the phone or well, so I can play it on my phone, but I can I, that can crossplay into an online game with someone on Steam or whatever, right? So right. It that seems makes it really pretty cool. Versatile. So what's the gist uh, of the, it? Is the is graphics are very simple because it's like mostly like a community type, uh, right? Like it's not really a platformer, but it's like a you run around on a spaceship or space station. Um, and you're accomplishing tasks as a group, and uh, one or two of the group is an imposter, so an assassin that's trying to take out or sabotage the tasks or take out the crew members of the ship. So it's it's cool in that sense. And then there's different maps that you can play on and stuff. Um, but yeah, it's 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 pretty fun. It's it's, it's more fun it's a- than like once you actually play through it. Than, than what you can than how I'm describing it if that makes sense. Yeah, I saw someone play it really briefly on Twitch the other day, and I was like, oh, this is kind of interesting. And 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 they were trying to explain it, and I I could just tell by looking at it, like, oh, this is something you need to experience rather than just sort of see passively, you know? Yeah. Shout out at Terabang with two G's. He uh, he's been hosting Among Us a lot, and I actually played on his stream a couple times. So. Oh, sweet, nice. Uh, and it's, so it's yeah, basically like a, to- it's sort of like a party game, right? Is that kind of how it works? Yeah, you can play up to ten people. Right? Oh, ten, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I want to. Uh, I want to check it out. I think based on the group size, or maybe you can do custom games and rules and stuff. But based on the group size, you'll have two imposters or one, um, and and you have to kind of be stealth if you're the imposter because you have to try and act cool like you're a crew member, trying to do tasks, but then you got to sneak off and kill people. So it's kind of cool. Nice. I am uh, actually currently downloading it right now. Yeah, man. We can, we we can definitely do, it. We can do a round on stream right now if you could somehow uh, get your. Oh, like, man. Share your screen. It, it'll, and it'll, well, I have it on my phone. Is it? It's not yeah. free on Steam, you said, right? We it's would free. have to get like at least two more people involved, but we, we should definitely do it on stream sometime. Sweet. All right. I'm away for a few days, but then after that, I'm going to pick it up on the computer. I'm going to play on the cool. computer. I'll download Sweet. it. I'll download it on my. <clears throat> yeah, especially on your phone. Um, Mike, yeah. what, have, uh, what have you been playing other than, like Ian said, we've kind of all been playing Warzone on and off pretty consistently. Yeah, I've just been in Warzone. So I'll, I'll save my stuff. Warzone and Fall Guys. I'll save my time for the what I've been watching. Reserve your time? All right, then what yeah, have you been watching? Let's do it. Okay, yeah, I wanted to talk about uh, TV shows. Yes. It's been a minute since we talked about TV shows. Yeah. And so there are three shows that I'm currently watching or have watched. Um, the first one that I want to mention, just because it's perfectly perfect for this podcast, is called High Score. It is a documentary about video games and the history of video games on Netflix. Uh, so definitely give that a watch, Dave and Ian. You guys will love that, especially yeah. Jay, I think. So I was, yeah, I've I was seen that on the front yeah. page, and I've I've been mm-hmm. meaning to check it out. But yeah. yeah, I think I think all of our Netflix knows that it's it's our thing because it's on my front oh, yeah. page all the time too. <laughs> and I just read a book called. It wasn't called High Score, I don't think. I, I, I showed it on the podcast before. Was it called High Score? Now I'm thinking, is the book? Is oh, the, the gaming book? book that you had. Yeah, Anyways, yeah, yeah, that book that I read was um, about the history of video games. So I just read a book that covers everything in this show, and I'm watching the show and still enjoying it. So it covers like the origin of video games from Pong to Space Invaders to Pac-Man, how they all got created, all the like behind-the-scenes stories. Um, so yeah, it's awesome. So uh, my, my question about it, my hesitation with it actually is why I haven't watched it yet is because the 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 toys and how they made us shows and the movies one, I like those shows because we've talked about those before and they're 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 pretty cool, especially the toys ones. I find those ones great. Um, 
but I don't love, and this is me just like nitpicking. I don't love the presentation or like the, the the narration and stuff. Is it that type of vibe? The way they no, it's totally totally different. Okay, yeah, it's totally different. It's not like, yeah, it's not totally different. I wish to say it's still like, still like, going, but it's not as goofy. I'd say. Yeah, I mean, I, I, like, I find the information very interesting, and I I've watched all of them, but um, but I feel like for some, I don't know why. Maybe it's because I'm that much more attached to video games. Is that like, if it had that type of vibe to it and in the presentation i'd be like oh really but maybe that i'm just being that's probably just me honestly that's that's more no, a fault you, on me than you're anything gonna else. like it you're gonna like it yeah you're gonna like all right it. the game on was the book in high school oh game on but okay. they cover like it's weird because i just read the book and the show comes out covers all the same material it's pretty funny um the the narrator of the game of the high score is uh, uh charles martinet if you know who that is he's the the voice actor for mario so he uh, narrates the show. Nice. He doesn't use his Mario voice, but he, he's <laughs> obviously like the most famous voice actor in video games. So sure, um, yeah, check that out. Nice. Um, two other shows I've been watching on another show on Netflix was Umbrella Academy. Just wanted to shout out Umbrella Academy Very season nice. two, filmed in Toronto. Uh, represent and um, love the first season. Love the comic book. I wouldn't say love the first season because it did make some diversions from the book that I didn't totally agree with. But uh, this second, um, this second season is doing something totally different. So it's not following the, following the comic at all. It's doing its own thing, really, taking the world and expanding it. And uh, what it's doing is actually really, really awesome. And it also has something to say about like race in America with one of the characters, and it taking and it taking place like back in time in the '60s and everything. So that's that's really interesting, and and it's 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 done well. And speaking of um, shows like talking about race in america the number the best show on tv right now that i'm watching uh weekly on um hbo is love lovecraft country oh yeah nice. and i was mentioning yeah. this today have you been watching this Dave? yes uh okay. i i stopped in the middle of the most recent episode which mm -hmm. is the third or fourth one um just because it was late and i was falling asleep but i've loved the whole thing from the beginning this this show so hi, yeah, i haven't been into a show uh weekly where i'm actually like putting time aside to watch it every week and i haven't been to a show this much since twin peaks or Watchmen. so this is like every year i find one show that i just totally fall in love with and i'm just like eagerly waiting every week for the next episode to come out and this year i found my show it's three episodes in and i'm already almost ready to crown it show of the year um show of 2020 it's that good it's excellent it's so good and it's yeah so it's it is taking the lovecraft like Lovecraft horror, um, but also, but um, using it to talk about race in America and like, like the it's a horror show, but the real monsters are like is like racism. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's the way I would like describe it. That's it's cool. Like manifest and there's also monsters and stuff. Yeah, they're um, manifesting racism in a in a very particular way around the, yeah. the Lovecraft stories is what it is. Yeah, that's yeah. Cool. So it's so really amazing. interesting. You're using the monsters and stuff he created to like, yeah, talk about that kind of stuff. So, and it's so it's so well done, and it's spooky, and it's got a lot to say and everything. So, watch yeah, it and without without it. giving any of it away, the like I sort of I they they drop hints in the first and one of the episodes are about an hour fifty minutes or whatever like HBO typical one hour shows. The first I would say half hour to even forty minutes of the first episode, you're getting 
you're getting droplets of hints of, of what it might be and where they might be going with with the whole Lovecraft stuff and kind of make you question like, okay, so how thriller or how scary or something is this going to be? And then the episode just changes into something else. And not in a bad way. Like some like stuff just happens and you go, oh, damn, that's where they're going with this. <laughs> and, yeah, and I love the fact that I don't yeah. know where it's going. And each episode mm. is like is surprising me and i thought so far it was each episode and... is very different from the other too which is which yeah. is cool so um it's and it seems to work it's yeah really that one's good. on my list for sure i haven't uh, got around to it yet but yeah. it's uh jj abrams and jordan peele are yeah. like it's their production the, companies yeah that's the talent but like that's the producing talent behind it so yeah you so know it's bad it's robot it's and monkey paw yeah it's those two yeah. I, I i waited to the end of the episode because i knew peel was it was involved in it somehow and then i yeah. waited and i go oh my god it's it's Bad Robot is so it's not that they're necessarily directly involved with every episode or anything, but y you get the idea how it sort of has that those feel the feel of the movies that they've made for sure. You can tell that they put their stamp on it, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely, and especially Peel, especially him. Yeah, so, yeah, so really if you like Get Out, this is and and Us, uh, this you'll you'll like this because it's it's just like his other two movies for sure. That's cool. Um, more more sci-fi yeah. horror, I'd say, than the other yeah. two. But yeah, yeah, for sure. I wanted to get in and talk about it early because I'm liking it that much. I, I didn't even yeah. want to wait till the final. Three episodes in, and I wanted to get in and just shout it out and get more people hopefully jumping on board, watching it. Yep. Um, that's all. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Well, you've got sold access me. To yeah, man. It's even if you get it, even if you start late or when it's when it finishes or whatever, it's it's 100% worth the watch. I agree. Mike's totally right. <laughs> Um, what about you, Ian? Anything, anything you got that you've been sort of um, watching-wise? Uh, no, I mean, it's good to kind of check out, finally get around to stuff that you normally wouldn't, I guess, sort of watching whatever is on Netflix and whatever. Did you guys watch Project Power? Not yet. I no, I have, I have that. So there's another live-action superhero-style mm -hmm. property with uh, yeah. Jamie Foxx and uh, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Um, you know, it's... Uh, I don't know if you guys watch Bright. It was sort of in that that category. No. Bright no, but I love it. Yeah, it was like in that category of quality. I'd say in terms of the production quality. Um, but what I did like about it, I will say, is that you know you're watching something original. So it's not like watching, I don't know, Bad Boys for Life or The Predator or some of these movies where I've watched with kind of like not too high expectations because I know it's going to pale in comparison to the original. So this is like something where you can just watch it and not have to worry about it doesn't have any like franchise bags on its shoulders. It can just be silly, cheesy on its own two feet, you know, not right. have to worry about a legacy. Um, so Project Power is like it's kind of like a middle run uh, superhero style movie with its own take. And uh, it's it's an enjoyable, you know, two hours, I guess. It's like it's a sim simple joyride type of <laughs> type yeah of, it's it's yeah. it's super it's certainly not you know mcu budget or anything like that it's netflix but it's you know that that's it's netflix for a reason so they they made it knowing that it was going to reach a certain audience and i think it did its job nice cool yeah it looks it looks like something i might enjoy i'm gonna try and i don't know watch it on my laptop at the cottage or something i don't know it's one of those things right you can, and you can kind of sort of watch it a little bit passively i guess it feels like but um yeah. Looks looks interesting enough. Anyway, um, all right, guys. Well, I guess that's it. We've all we've all caught up. We're gonna um, we're gonna make sure we send off our uh, our ideas to the uh, TV producer that, uh, <laughs> yeah. that 
that approves everything. Um, and we'll update you next time on how our movie uh, pitches are doing from a couple weeks ago as well. So we'll do that. <laughs> um, Mike, in the still meantime, getting there everyone... by, uh, still getting there by snail mail, I think. So yeah, I, I think back. so. Yeah, and it's international mail too because we're in Toronto, so it's oh, gonna right. take so. some time to get to LA. So yeah, yeah, yeah. they'll yeah. call us soon, though. Look, don't worry, <laughs> my phone's on. My phone's on, so I'm just waiting. <laughs> um, until they come, Mike, what's uh, what's everyone doing to keep up with us? Yeah, um, day back in on social media, so follow us there. Uh, leave a little uh, five star review on iTunes if you, if you can. Uh, the podcast is called Back in My Day, and follow us on Twitch, Back in My Day Games. Amazing, uh, gents! Thanks hey. very much for joining. Um, I guess we'll uh, we'll catch up in a little bit. And thanks everyone for listening. Make sure everybody stays safe, washes their hands. We'll say it again: wear your mask. And hopefully, at some point, these aren't Skype calls. We can do all these in person. Oh, wouldn't that and be lovely? Wouldn't that wouldn't that be lovely? <laughs> <laughs> I want to live in that world again. <laughs> let's get the let's get the uh, like we've been calling it in Warzone. Let's get the Nido gang together. How about yeah, Nido? right. How about in person as opposed to over Skype and stuff? Not that this isn't okay, guys, but let's just do it it that way. (laughs) Okay, everybody, thanks so much for listening. And, guys, thanks for joining me. We'll see you next time. See you later. Have you anything to say? I'd say that's prime.